The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Want to fearlessly explore your creative spirit? Join artist Susie K. Edwards for Path of the Butterfly, a weekend workshop at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Experiment with a variety of art forms, engage in mindfulness, walking, and silent meditation, and discover a new and free-flowing creative vision. This workshop is for beginners and professional artists. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Listen, they're all around you, close as a thought or a memory. Messages of Hey, everybody. Here we are live today. I'm still in South Carolina. I was in Florida this past weekend. It was wonderful to see so many friends and family members and to share some of the latest evidence from across the veil from connecting with those who people thought were gone but are still right here. And before I bring my guest in, I'm still just just celebrating what happened in a reading that I did this morning. I don't have my client's permission to share details. I didn't ask her, so I'll just change uh, change something just a little bit here. But she was from a foreign country. It was a very long distance reading. And of course, that makes no difference to those in the spirit world. But I had her on video and she was from a different culture, and I've learned that that doesn't matter in a reading because even though people's culture may be different, certain human things are so similar, and certainly the evidence those who pass can give us is is the same, such as how did you pass and what is your personality like, what kind of work did you do, and all of that came through from this woman's loved one. And she said to me, may I ask him a question in my own language? And in the past, I might have thought, oh, how's that going to work? But I know that all communication from the spirit world really, in the first place, is telepathic. It's all frequency. So I said, sure, you go right ahead. I was just fascinated. I couldn't wait for it to happen. So I waited till we had a nice, solid connection. And I said, go ahead and ask your question. And she said in English, does he have and then said a word in her own language? And I didn't even let myself think. I just was open and receptive and the man shouted at me, I have no regrets. And I stated this out loud and the woman's eyes went big and she visibly startled. And she said, but that's what I just asked him. And I said, well, you got your answer. And it was just beautiful the way he said it in a full sentence in English. And how that works is, again, our brains receive frequency and translate it into the language that we at a conscious level understand. So it doesn't matter what language the spirits spoke when they were here. We are speaking the language of love, which is a vibration. And my guest today knows that as well as anybody and better than most. She just radiates love and you're going to feel her enthusiasm and her great energy. Her name is 
Caroline Chang, and she corrects everybody. It's like, sweet Caroline. <laughs> and she has her own radio show, Awake to Oneness Radio. She's a lifelong metaphysical student, but her conviction was tested when her son Kyle transitioned to the other side. We're going to let Caroline tell you all about that, but first let's welcome her to the show. Welcome, Caroline. Thank you, Suzanne. Thank you so much for having me share on your show, Messages of Hope, because it's just I just love sharing. And actually, I, I'm thinking of what you just shared about your, your reading this morning, because I got that message from Kyle, too, that he has no regrets. Of, he wouldn't, it, it, his exact words were, he wouldn't have done anything differently. <laughs> that That's a great way to live, isn't it? And when we yes, hear it yes. from people who passed early and young, like your son did, it sometimes shocks people, doesn't it? Like, how can that be? We're supposed to live a full life. Yes, yes, yes. Because um, I guess, like you said, it was uh, it was definitely a big test having him transition at 29. Um, at first, three years before that had happened, when doctors had told me he wasn't going to live, I I was awake. I knew about oneness. I knew that we're divine spirit. I knew, I knew that life goes on. Life is eternal. There's no true such thing as death. I knew that. But when doctors had said that to me in December of 2011, I wasn't I, I wasn't going to go through it. I, I had made up in my mind, I am not going to bury my son. So I actually tried to take my life. And um, so I, I lived through a true medical miracle. Kyle took himself off life support, and the doctors were uh, amazed. They couldn't believe because when he pulled himself off life support, his vital signs were perfect like he was never even sick. And that's exactly well, what the doctors, yeah, that's exactly okay. what the doctors said to me. <laughs> you're, you're, you're like going 60 miles an hour here. I'm like, I can hear my <laughs> listeners saying, wait a minute, what is she saying? What, she took she took her own life, and he, and, but he was still here. So let's slow down and back up a little bit here, and then, then we'll back up okay. even further, because I want to know how it came to be that you were already, as you call it, awake, meaning you knew that you are more than this physical body when all this yes. happened. And most people come to that awareness after a major life trauma, like the passing of your son. But let me, let me ask my guides where we're supposed to go first. Let's go okay. there. Let's just start there. Okay. Okay. What, well, what helped you to understand who you really are, who all of us really are? Okay. Very good. Um, well, from a very small child, I always followed spirit guidance. I didn't know that's what I was doing as mm. a small child, but that's what I was doing. Um, what I was being taught, I was sent to Catholic school for six years, and what I was being taught, um, the dogma of religion, did not sit well with me. But I was also raised in a very strict home, and my father said children are to be seen and not heard. So I couldn't ask questions at a young age. But it, I just said, no, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel right. So as I got older, I did start my own search. I read lots of metaphysical books. I read uh, anything I could get on spirituality. The first book that really um, tweaked my attention was Think and Grow Rich, which introduced the idea that our thoughts 
create our reality. And I'm like, wow, that's that's very interesting. And all everything I was studying for like 30 years through my uh, teens and my 20s and my 30s and 40s was very interesting. And it resonated more with me than the dogma I was as a child but I can see still- Caroline that this was clearly leading you to what you're doing now because you're you're meant yes. to be doing this work of helping other people awaken so it, it's clear that you were on purpose from the beginning mm-hmm. and so but I felt also I felt at the time I'm missing one piece there was something missing to make everything make sense to me, and it was actually in 2007. I watched the film "What the Bleep," oh, um, yeah. which is a, a film about quantum physics. And I had never even really heard of quantum physics, but I watched this um, um, film intensively. Uh, real, I, I was just mesmerized by it. But there was actually just one sentence that <laughs> woke me up, <laughs> and it was by Lynn McTaggart. She said, the biggest problem in the world today is the illusion of separateness and that everything is one. And I got it. As soon as she said that, something woke up inside of me. So it wasn't an intellectual awakening. It was a heart and soul awakening. It had to be be because most people would hear that and say, but I look around and all I see is separation. So you're saying you just Mm -hmm. knew. I knew. I knew that was I knew that was also the missing piece I was looking for. The missing piece that put that completed the puzzle for me. Once I understood the universal truth of oneness from a soul and heartfelt level that there is nothing separate from me. We're all and nothing separate from God, all that is. My term for God is all that is. There's nothing not a part of God because God is all that is. And um, once I really understood that and started trying to live my life that way in every now moment, um, my whole life changed. And so that was in 2007. Now, Tell Kyle me just an heard- example. Share with us uh what, how your actions changed with other people or maybe at work or even did that rub off on your son? Well, I, <laughs> that's funny. I have two children. I have a daughter and a son, and they were young at the time, and I always would share everything with them, and they looked at me like I was crazy. So <laughs> I would say, okay, Ma, <laughs> you know, you're, yeah, okay, Ma, yeah, the, you know, this thing would be, okay, Ma, yeah, all right, you know, <laughs> we hope we don't have to commit you soon, you know, or something like that. They didn't really take me too seriously. But one of the things that changed for me immediately was, the power of what we used to say, power of the power of positive thinking. Now it's called the law of attraction. I did watch The Secret. Um, when I watched The Secret, there was no new information for me. So I said to, I was disappointed because I said, "That's not a secret. I know, I knew all that already." So I was like, "But uh, so uh, what?" The main thing that changed for me right away was tr- always having positive conversations. With people, and I found that to be difficult because I start out a conversation on a positive note, and the first thing they want to do is come, you know, find something in their life to complain about. So I, mm. I would patiently listen as they complain, and then after a few minutes, I would say, "Well, now let's let's 
shift our focus to what is what is working in your life, what your blessings, your many blessings. Let's shift our focus to that. And they may for a second and then go back, right back. Isn't it's like that it's interesting? So, it was so hard to shift that focus, you know, of the conversation. But I did try to do that from from like day one of my awakening was only have positive conversations. So that was the first step in my, you know, in my awakening. So mm. I, as I, like I said, as I grew in, in practicing just being positive, remembering that every, we're all one, remembering that there's no separation, then um, in 2011 is when Kyle was diagnosed at 26 years old with congestive heart failure. And I just, I, you know, that, I fell to my knees. I'm like, oh, no, I can't lose my son. And yeah. um, then towards the end of the year, he was diagnosed in February, but it was towards the, it was in December of that year where doctors didn't think he was going to make it. And I just May said, May I nope. stop you a second here? Sure, so, sure. So how did your um, awareness of oneness and this desire to always focus on the positive, what happened when faced with that startling news? When that, I, I was like, okay, I, basically I was, I was saying I do, I believe everything that I've all, you know, my, my spiritual growth, I believe in it. I believe that I, I am creating this scenario. I believe that there is no death, but I don't want to live through that experience. I don't want to, I, I wrote it down in a suicide note. I, I will not bury my son. My son will bury me. And I wanted them to give him my, my heart. His heart was weak and he needed a heart. And maybe my heart would be a match. And I, I put it in a suicide note. Give him my heart. I'd rather him live than me. Because I, mm. like, I know there is no death. I've, actually, that's the other thing. I've never in my entire life been afraid of death. Never. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I wasn't afraid to die. I just didn't want to live through that experience. Um, so I was pretty, pretty clear and pretty determined. to so, like, I'm checking out. You know, I'm I'm leaving here. Um, but uh, like I said, it was a, a true medical miracle uh, where Kyle pulled himself off life support. Doctors were completely amazed. And he and I went home together because I whispered in his ear while he was on life support. After I had com- tried to commit suicide, they had me on a 24-hour suicide watch. They would let me visit with him for a few minutes a day, supervised visits. And the last supervised visit I had with him, I whispered in his ear, Kyle, get better so we can both go home. So there's, he's on life support. I'm what was his condition his- like when you say he was on life support? Um. Like I said, a week before that, the doctors had asked me if they if I would give them permission to take him off life support because they didn't think he was going to make it. I never gave them permission to take him off, and that's when I just went upstairs and tried to kill myself. So mm-hmm. they never took him off because they didn't have permission to take him off. So now here's a, it's a week later. He's still on life support, um, and... I, they let me visit with him, and so their, his condition at that time, I guess, was still critical. And I just whispered in his ear, I said, please get better so we could both go home. And that night, it was that night he pulled himself off life support. 
How and did he do that? You mean like taking the he, oxygen he, he, out? He did, yes, it's the ventilator first. He pulled out the vent because there's they when a patient is um, on life support, they have to be semi sedated because mm-hmm. of of all of the equipment. So he, even in a semi sedated state, he pulled. He managed to pull out the ventilator first. And then he pulled out the feeding tube, and his vital signs were perfect. So their first mm. thought, I guess, was to put him back on life support. But when they saw his vital signs were perfect, yeah. off of life support, like, you know, they were a stud. It was like a true medical miracle. They were like, you know, they were pulling out their they were scratching their heads and like, oh, my God. And yeah. so... And from, see, from that miracle, so a week later, the week after he pulled himself off life support, we went home, and it was December 30th of 2011, so it was the day before New Year's Eve, and I promised God, I said, God, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I have no idea. I mean, he could be ill again tomorrow. He could pass tomorrow, I, but I will never stop thanking you for allowing me to bring my son home this day. And so that miracle is what really changed my life. So that was December 2011. And from December 2011, I said nothing will, I will never stop thanking God every moment of the day. And um, so he went back in the hospital uh, April of 2014, and he was ill again. But even as he was going back to the hospital, same hospital, I was just thanking God. I said, I don't know if I'm going to bring him home this time. I don't know what I hope to bring him home, but I don't know. But I will not stop thanking you. So when he actually transitioned um, July 1st of 2000, he was in, in the hospital the last three months of his life. Again, the last month of his life, he was on life support. Um, and I was in his room with him constantly, never left his side. But when he actually left, when he actually transitioned, I was at complete peace. Mm-hmm. I knew I knew he wasn't going anywhere. I mm-hmm. knew it was a sole plan that he and I had made together, that it was the plan for me to stay and for him to go. And I knew no soul leaves this earth before their time, no matter what age. It's not an age thing. It's a soul thing. It's a soul, they, it's a soul planning. It's, we plan when we come in and we plan when we go out from our higher self that knows all, that knows exactly why we came. So, and so, I was reading. So, <laughs> may I yes. ask you here? I, I tend to hear some of the thoughts of the listeners, and I know that, <laughs> that some of them will want to know did you hear this from guides? Did you have visitors? Or was this just an inner knowing? For me, it was an inner knowing, and I was reading Your Soul's Plan and Your Soul's Gift by Robert Schwartz the last month of his life when he went back on life support. And doctors were saying it was really, really, the last, the beginning of June, they wanted to take him off life support, and I wouldn't let them because I had already witnessed a miracle, of, mm-hmm. you know, so I wouldn't let them. But during that last month, so he, um, from June 8th, around June 8th, they wanted to take him off, and I wouldn't let them. Um, and I started reading Your Soul's Plan and Your Soul's gift and so he he was on life support from june 8th to june 30th or 
July 1st is when they actually took him off. When I did, I did give them permission on July 1st to take him off. And I knew he was gone. I knew mm-hmm. he was gone the night before I gave permission. So it How was just a know? soul knowing and inner knowing. Uh-huh. So I yeah. knew he was gone. And, and I was at complete peace. And so it was because, and I was at peace because I knew he really wasn't gone. He was just leaving that, um, that spacesuit that he was, you know, just like to me, I think of our, our bodies as our, our, like a car. We have our car, but we are not our car. We have a body, but we're not our body. So mm-hmm. I, I, you know, from then on, I live my life not from that spiritual perspective. Anything that happens in life, I look at it from a spiritual perspective, from the higher self perspective, not the limited human self perspective. So it was, you know, it's it, and it's 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 a moment to moment knowing. It's a moment to moment thing, and I think kind of, um, I think part of my mission is I, I I think having psychic abilities is wonderful, and people could, everybody has has the ability. Like I teach piano lessons, and everybody can learn to play piano. But some people actually are just born knowing how, and some people have to work hard at it. And some people don't care to work at playing the piano. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and same, thing with, same thing with psychic abilities. I feel like part of my mission is to let people know that you can have that inner knowing without being a psychic, you know, and being Absolutely. a yeah, you could just, because some people might say, well, I'm not a psychic, I'm not a medium, I don't get these messages, so how can I know this? But the knowing comes from within. It is a true inner knowing. So I think that's I, I love of- this, because this is a different focus. I've had people that teach us intuition, but mm-hmm. knowing is an even higher, uh, it's not even an ability, it's a higher state, it's a higher way of being. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is true. Like in 2001, two two, uh, weeks after 9-11, my inner being from from within said, turn off that news and don't ever turn it on again. And I didn't know why at the time, but I was obedient. I have not watched mass news, mainstream news since. 2001, September of 2001. And I know what's going on because I think of mm-hmm. the coronavirus. And I, because like I said, now I'm teaching, I think I mentioned to you earlier, I'm teaching at a preschool um, two days a week. I was teaching the day. And uh, when the, um, all the news came out, people were like in a panic. And I was saying, no, this, I'm thinking in my mind, no, this is not, because everything is truly energy. And that fear energy is what is actually actually when we're when we are when we're afraid of something and we are focused on something we're actually giving it more power we're actually giving that coronavirus more power when we fear it and in mass hysteria when we understand exactly. who we truly are as souls as as a divine beings and we don't give it that peace we don't give it that power we're actually weakening it so it's just you know it's no you know living life from a higher perspective and i love your awakened way presentation which i got a chance to see this past september but it's it's living as an awakened being is knowing who you are knowing why you're here 
that and, and it's not it's very complicated but nobody can tell you it really it, it's something that comes from within People but yet hearing you. from yeah. you and feeling mm-hmm. that energy those of you listening you can just set the intention yourself to to adapt that energy to yourself it's it's by grace at times that this kind of thing happens and it doesn't have to happen like i said as a result of a major tragedy it can come from one sentence that caroline saw you saw it in a book but maybe one thing that you say today will be that trigger for somebody that says i'm just ready i'm just ready to embrace this Mm-hmm. Very true. Very true. The outer world, like teachers and books and lectures and workshops, all those things are great. All those things can point you to you because the answers lie within you. And when we quiet our mind and really go within and with the intention of, okay, higher self, guides, angels, we have a team around us, a spiritual team around us, our loved ones in spirit, our surrounding us and when we go within and just say with that attention i really want to understand why my purpose of coming because we chose to come here that's the other thing of owning it i own the fact nobody did anything to me no i'm not on punishment being here i chose very enthusiastically we (laughs) all chose to come here for and to be here because these are amazing times we're living in. I truly see. I stopped watching mainstream news in 2001, but I daily listen to energy updates. I listen to um, channel messages daily. It's so wonderful that now we're living in the age of the internet, YouTube. I mean, you can find. We didn't have this 20 years ago. You know, I can listen to messages from the Palladians, messages from Archangel. Angel Michael, I daily that's what I listen to. And yeah. so I get that's where I get my news, you know? And uh, <laughs> and, it, and it, I and I encourage everybody to know that that there is so much out there and you can always discern with your heart. Yeah. Does this speak to your heart or is this coming from uh a place yes. that's not in alignment with truth. So I exactly. love that. Yeah. I yes. always read something uplifting every day. Perfect advice. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I'm on YouTube all the time. And exactly like you said, for me, it's all about unity and oneness. So if the mess and unconditional love and non-judgment of a other. Now, if the message is coming with that, and it resonates with me. But if I'm hearing something that's divisive, that's separating people, that's tearing people apart and um, putting borders and, and, and dividers up, that doesn't resonate with me So. I won't listen to that. Yeah, you're right there. Because when you think of the yin-yang symbol, which I love, my favorite symbol for God, it's equally dark and equally light. And And hold that thought, Caroline, because we have to go to a break, but we can address that when we get back. And I also want to hear more about how Kyle has visited you since he passed. So we're talking to Caroline Chang, who hosts Awake to Oneness Radio, and I know you can feel her great energy. We'll have more of that after the break.
Want to fearlessly explore your creative spirit? Join artist Susie K. Edwards for Path of the Butterfly, a weekend workshop at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24 through 26. Experiment with a variety of art forms, engage in mindfulness, walking, and silent meditation, and discover a new and free-flowing creative vision. This workshop is for beginners and professional artists. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back. You're listening to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Hi there. If you're not enthused and uplifted by listening to Caroline Chang, then just go to your heart and open it up and receive this beautiful energy that she's radiating. Caroline is the host of AwakeToOnenessRadio.org. That's the number two in the middle of there, so you can go and find that site. And Caroline, are your shows archived? Can people go back and listen to old ones? Yes. There's all they're all archived on Blog Talk Radio, YouTube, everywhere. They're archived huh? everywhere. I've got close to two hundred shows. I've lost count. <laughs> Excellent. And yeah. so we were talking in the first half about your son Kyle who passed from congestive heart failure at age twenty nine. That's yeah. just one of those things that makes you go, My gosh. No. But you know there's a greater purpose in that. How about yeah. for those of my guests who are listening, many of them have are parents of children who have passed. Have you gotten signs from Kyle and communications from him? Yes, I have. Now, here's the thing. Now, when Kyle transitioned, like I said, I was at complete peace, but I knew, I knew he wasn't gone. And I knew I wanted to have a reading by a medium. But I said to myself, I'm not going to look for a medium. That medium has to find me. <laughs> now, at the, time of his tran- <laughs> at the time of his transition, I had no idea I was going to start a radio show, internet radio show. It was six months after his transition. Spirit woke me up in the middle of the night and told me, just do it. The just do it was to launch my show. So I got up in the middle of the night and I Googled, how do you start an internet radio show? I didn't really know what kind of guest I was going to have. Um, I guess I forget how long into doing the show. One of my guests recommended that I have Suzanne Geisman on the show. John oh, I didn't know this. <laughs> yes. You didn't know this, John Smallman. No. Yes, John that, that uh, um, channels um, Saul and Jesus. He recommended that I have you on the show. So I, he said, check her out. I checked out your website. I was like, okay, she sounds interesting. Let me invite her. So I sent her an invite, and you were my guest in May of 2016. And as soon as I did this show with you, I knew, I was like, that's the medium I want. And I, you had, at that time, you had, your waiting list was 18 months long at that time. So I told you at the end of the show, I said, put me on the end of that waiting list. And now I'll just wait for my time to come up. So it was about a, um, a few months later, November, a week before Thanksgiving, I was in the kitchen and I was thinking a lot about Kyle. 
and I emailed you. I just said, hey, Suzanne, you know, Carl's birthday is coming up next week, and I'm thinking a lot about him. You emailed me immediately. I mean, like like it didn't, like <laughs> I had just sent the email, and you emailed me right back saying, yeah, we're going to do a reading on his birthday. I was like, wait a second, Suzanne, that's Thanksgiving Day. I don't want to <laughs> take you away from your family on Thanksgiving Day. And you said you were already told by your guides that you were going to ha- do a reading for a mom on that day, a mom that had a son in spirit. And you didn't know who it was till you got my email. When you got my oh, email, cool. you knew I was the mom. So on his birthday, that And if year, I could just to... give a nod oh, to okay. St. Ty, St. Ty, my okay. husband. He has never okay. once complained when I offered to do readings on special holidays because he knows the healing power and how what a gift that is to people. So a shout out to Ty for his always being willing to let me do things on family days. So please oh, go ahead, thank Caroline. You, yes. So um so we did that reading and that was such an amazing that was my first reading ever. It was so amazing. And not only did Kyle Kyle tried to come through soon as you invited him in and it was this huge whooshing sound. Now if any this people can hear because I've actually put together a, a video with these with these sounds, with the you know, recording from sections of that recording and you can hear this whooshing and the crazy thing about that is i could not hear it live i couldn't mm-hmm. hear a thing you kept saying you don't hear that and i, I remember like, that <laughs> yeah i was like i don't hear anything and you're like well this is not, i've never heard these sounds coming from my computer before it was so weird and i'm like i don't hear a thing i'm like is she crazy no I'm teasing. but, but uh, <laughs> it's so crazy and you and you did say you will hear it on the recording and you hear it loud as day on the recording and so in that recording not only do you hear you can hear kyle's voice and he's actually you can hear him saying doing it that's actually when you listen to it closely you can hear the words doing it and you yeah like he's doing that sound it's really cool yes yes Yes. and you can hear my little dog coco kyle was holding coco and you had said before you even said anything about a dog you hear in the audio bark three like three yeps like it's clearly a dog it goes goes, crazy Yes, and that's before you even mention about the dog. So it was just the most amazing, amazing reading. After actually, after your that reading, I didn't need any other. Because first of all, I knew he wasn't gone, and I got so much evidence. Oh, the other thing, the other great thing, and I have that in the recording too, is I never actually said how Kyle actually passed. I mean, he had, everybody knew he had a heart condition, but it wasn't the heart condition, not, not how he actually, you didn't know, but you said it. it. What was that word? Now I keep forgetting about it. I keep forgetting that word. Um, it's right in the recording. And you said you don't usually hear that word. Aneurysm, I want to say. Was that the word? It's in the recording. I have to listen to the recording. But I think it was an aneurysm, or something with blood clots, she said, and and an aneurysm. And that's exact. That it was blood clots due from um, complication of open heart surgery. So he was, he didn't get a heart transplant, but they did, they call what, they gave him a bridge surgery to get him to transplant. 
The surgery went textbook. The surgery was fine. It was a week after the surgery, a blood clot developed in his brain, and that's what, how he actually oh, passed. Wow. But I never yeah, said that done. to anybody. But you, you, he, he came through you. You knew exactly. He told you exactly. Man, how it came from Car- Kyle. That's what happened. Kyle, yes, exactly. Because yeah. the only Real thing I've ever per- said. Gentle guy, yes. gentle giant, really. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and I even describe him as a gentle giant in his obituary. And you said that too during the reading, gentle giant. Yep, that, <laughs> that is Kyle to a T. Yes. And so now not only from that, I've had other readings with um, Colleen, and um, Kyle came through clear as day. And Colleen Smith. Yes, Rinaldi, another guest of mine and dear friend of mine, she gets images from spirit. And Kyle has come to her so many times, I think at least eight times, I have images of Kyle coming to Mm, Sonia. So I have so much evidence. And he, he says he's the guest, he's the co-host of my show. So and how does that manifest? Everything. That's fun. Basically, you know, sometimes I hear a little something in the audio. Sometimes, but basically he says that what he said, and he said this through you, he says that he sometimes puts, like, thoughts in my mind yes. or, yep. or questions in my mind for the guest. So that's yes, I was just going to tell you. He, yeah. yeah. We, we, we so yeah. often think that all of our thoughts are our own but if if everybody understood how much that consciousness because of this oneness we can get back to oneness now is Mm -hmm. there's only one mind and it's fragmented and differentiates into all of us but there is a huge difference between differentiation and separation those two words that's where we really come to understand oneness that we're not separate we're different exactly we're unique we're unique aspects of God, all that is. That's what we are. So each of us, we're just a unique holographic. Holographic is like what Rumi's, my favorite quote, Rumi says, you're not a drop in the ocean. You are the entire ocean in a drop. So a each drop. of us, yes, each of us is all of God in a drop, but we're unique. We and we're supposed to be unique. No two like no two snowflakes are alike. No two human beings are alike and we're not supposed to be. So it's supposed to be unity within diversity, understanding that we all are supposed to be unique. Um uh, like it's the spice of not life. Our uh, diversity is the spice of life, which makes life exciting. We'd be very boring if we were all clones of each other. You know, we're supposed and we're supposed to honor our uniqueness. We don't have to all agree, but you can love someone without agreeing. You know, so go back I, now I, to what we were talking yes. about right before the break. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have to breathe I, <laughs> and talk well, about I, the. Uh, the, you were talking about the, the light and the darkness and the yin and yang. Yes. The yin and yang, yes, the light and the dark. Because what, how I see that, they're equal. See, we want, we as human beings, we want to label everything. And But it, the light and the dark, that symbol is God, all that is. And there's just as the shadow side and the light side are equal. But the light is what I like to call higher wisdom. And the shadow side is the lack of that wisdom. 
but there, it's still all God, and it's just that we have we chose to come here and forget who we are, so we can have this experience. If we remembered who we are, we couldn't have the experience that we're having because we. And all, the problem, know. Caroline, is even as I hear you say God, my mind from programming goes to this person, mm-hmm. this person that created good and bad. So how about addressing yes. that? I know you call it the all that is, but what's your what's right. your understanding, your knowing about that? Well, my knowing is that that we're not separate from God. See, in religion, but is class, it a person? I, it's not a person. No, okay, it's, that's what actually, I'm getting at. Okay, I, it's actually um, what well, I love how science says everything is energy, and that energy is interconnected and interdependent. So I say God is that energy, but I have a name for that energy. It's love. Oh. So everything, everything is love. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yes. yes. But yes, so how, yes. does the, how is the shadow side love? I know the, I know the answers in my heart from the knowing, from, yes. from interacting yes. with it, but I just love hearing yes. my guests' points of view of these yes. things. How is that yes. shadow side love? The shadow side is just us, the part of us that doesn't remember that we're love. So mm-hmm. we have to. The, the shadow side is just the 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 lack of it, meaning the non-remembering of it, because it's still, you know, it's all God. And you know, when we our higher self remembers and knows everything, our human self doesn't. So that shadow aspect is just all you have to do to to shine to erase the shadow or uh is to shine light on it to put love on it give it love love unconditional love um patience kindness that transforms the shadow side to the light see here because we're in this world of duality we need we have to have that contrast and that contrast is equal. Now, once we're, see, that's only in this 3D dualistic reality that we're experiencing now. So in, once we raise above this in the higher dimensions, th- there is no shadow side. But we're still here in the 3D realm where there is that duality. And we came to experience that. So it's, yeah. I know we love to call things bad, but we came to experience that. That's why we're here. So we came to experience it and we came to, we want to shine a light on it and transform it. Because the only thing that can transform the dark side is love, is the light. You can't, by pushing it away, you make it stronger. By fighting against it, you make it stronger. When you give it your attention and energy, like the coronavirus, when you give it fear, fearing it makes it stronger. Giving it pain, thinking and worrying about it all day long makes it stronger. But just surrounding this entire globe with love and light, and we're that powerful. See, we're, we're God in a drop, each one of us. And we are that powerful that if we just med- meditate and surround the world with love and light and healing, we are as powerful as anything else in this world. We are that powerful. But see, we don't, most of us don't Beautiful. know that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I want to I want to go back to since this is the messages of hope program and we do have so many people that are in various stages of grieving that where they are Caroline some of them can't imagine feeling positive you had that awakening already did you uh-huh. feel normal grief and if so how did you 
how did you face that? Was it just by facing it? Talk about that. Well, the grief was before Kyle transitioned. The grief was back in 2011 when I thought, and I truly believe that Kyle stayed. I think that was one. I think we have different exit points. And I think Mm -hmm. 2011 was one of his exit points, but he decided to stay for me. So I could, you know, because I probably wouldn't be doing this work. I don't know for sure, but I might not be doing the work that I'm supposed to do if he actually transitioned in 2011. Um, mm-hmm. so, what, uh, so my grief period was then, then in 2011. Um, so, yeah, I, the, the grief, it's, it's, it's a, the that we, the good thing I want to try to say is not to label it bad. Um, however, wherever a person is in their grief process is where they're supposed to be. It's an experience, it. isn't it? We come here for yes. the experience of life in all its fullness. Exactly. So I don't want someone listening to this and, and has a, a child on the other side and they can't get out of the bed. And I don't want them to think, oh, they're, they're, they're doing something wrong. There's something wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with wherever a person is in their process of grief. And every we're unique. Remember the uniqueness of it. So each of us are going to grieve uniquely differently. And wherever you are, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Because in every now moment, you're still divine. You're still divine aspect of God going through an experience that we actually chose to go through. Now, we don't remember that we chose to go through it, but we did from our higher perspective. So just don't, I, I would say don't fight against it. You know, you do whatever you feel you have to do for you and don't push against whatever you feel. You have to feel those feelings. Sometimes crying is great. It's very cleansing. It's cleansing for the soul. If you feel like you've got to cry, cry. If you feel like you want to punch a pillow, punch a pillow. You know, do whatever you feel you have to do and then release it. Now, if I could add here, you know, some people listening right now are saying, I just can't buy that. I would choose this. Who would ever choose to do this to themselves? And that is what leads ultimately that kind of questioning to exactly what your radio show, Caroline, is about, awakening to oneness. Because when we have those kinds of thoughts, we're not in that oneness frame of mind yet but it's this kind of pain that leads to these realizations where we find peace. Yes. Yes, they're actually, actually, and I know people are going to say this is crazy, but they're actually our greatest blessings. Our, our challenges that we go through, we planned them. We planned them from spirit realm before we came into this incarnation, and we planned them to help awaken us. We, they're, they're actually our greatest blessings, and they're our greatest blessings because they're, they're, they're our opportunities to awaken. Because when you're awake, that's when you can live your life to the fullest and, for, and fulfill the purpose you came here for. Now, when you're back in the spirit realm, you're going to like, oh, okay, now I get it. <laughs> and now, but it's here, it is, it's challenging. And that's why I said it's, it's a, it's a, 
a uniquely personal thing, but it's a thing you when you go in and you tap into that knowing. So for me, it's a knowing, and it's not a belief. It's a knowing, and I like the term knowing is like belief on steroids. When you know, <laughs> you know that you know that you know. Yes, it's a yeah, it's a no, knowing. I'm laughing because and, your your energy is like enthusiasm on steroids, which I, it's infectious. So it's great. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so and and I I've I've you know I've been, I've met many parents that have children on the other side, and I know many of them are just thrilled to know that their child is still with them, knowing that knowing that your child is not gone, and they feel they they see the evidence, they feel the evidence daily. That gives them a sense of peace. Because you know that they're not gone and you are going to be together again. And, and, and it's now, and you, know, and you know that if you're still here, you have work to do. Anybody that's yeah. still stuck in air, you have work to do. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, the work does continue across the veil, but, oh, the lessons come so yes. much more clearly here in their own unique yes. way. Yes. Um, yeah. So you're going yeah. around the country now talking to uh, – talking to people in Unity Churches and anybody that's yes. going to listen to your, you, you've put together a beautiful program that combines science and spirituality. How's that being received? Very well so far. I have done three talks at uh, a U- Unity and Unitarian Universalist Churches. I have one coming up on Mother's Day in May um, at an, a Unity in Lehigh Valley here in Pennsylvania, and I've also been invited to talk at the Unity UU, I like to call it UU, in Rhode Island. So um, several different talks coming up. I'm trying to do at least one a month, um, and I'm right now I'm kind of staying local to Pennsylvania, New Jersey area, um, but I love it. I love and every time I do one, I get invite, invited to do another. So it, nice. it's that's a good like testimonial. Yeah. And yes. now you started a foundation in your son's name, I, I've heard. Yes, I did. The Kyle Foundation. Now, I haven't done much with the Kyle Foundation because I've been working so much with the radio show, but uh, I have incorporated in the state of Pennsylvania. It's the Kyle Foundation, and Kyle is spelled in capital letters K-Y-L-E because it stands, it's an acronym. Kyle is an acronym for Keep Your Light Expanding. Oh, I love and my it. Vi- yes. And my vision for I would love to see a Kyle Community Center here in the Poconos where I live. And it would be a, a community center where people could come and learn about oneness from all aspects of oneness, from the scientific aspect of oneness, from the spirituality aspects of oneness. Ancient wisdom teaches oneness. Everywhere nature teaches oneness. Everywhere we look is universe is telling us that we're one and and it's so i just want would love to see more people learn the truth of oneness and so that would be my vision for the kyle foundation center is to just teach oneness it's a beautiful vision and i have no doubt the way that you use the law of attraction to your benefit and it's because what you you hope to manifest does serve the greater good that you will one day see that Yes. Yeah. I've already picked out the land. <laughs> like this is picked out a great spot in the center of Toby Hanna, a little town here in in the in the Poconos. 
So, and it's perfect. Yeah. It's a perfect location. Spirit is tell, telling me it's a perfect location because in the Northeast, where I am, it's central. It's a central location mm-hmm. in the Northeast. Wonderful. So I have no doubt that Kyle's helping you make that happen. What's the latest communication you had from him? The latest, now I always, since uh, since my first reading was on his birthday, I always try to have a reading on his birthday. So I had a reading this past November on or near his birthday um, with Colleen, your student. <laughs> you introduced mm-hmm. me Colleen's to Colleen. Colleen's wonderful, She's, yeah. Yes, he's amazing. So he basically he said, "Oh, he he bought a car. Um, he bought a car a few months before he passed. He transitioned, and he says he's driving that car now. In, <laughs> in spirit, he's driving that car. So and he let me know. He waved a little flag, a little um, flag that you would wave Fourth of July, because um, I celebrate he." He transitioned on the 1st of July. So I celebrate on 4th of July weekend his transition with a cookout at the lake. And so he he was waving that little flag to let me know he knows that I'm celebrating his birthday on the 4th of July weekend. Um, Very nice. yeah, so, oh, and the time he gave, and I think you, you two people, it was you and Colleen, said, what's up with the socks? He gave me socks. I needed socks. And I, I one morning I was working out every day and I was looking for socks and I didn't have any clean socks. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I have to go buy some socks. And, and he made this noise in his room, made me go down to his room. And something, when I opened the door to his room, something said, open the top drawer. I opened the top drawer and there's these brand new Sweat socks in the pack, in the bag, never been opened in the, his top drawer. And I was just thinking that morning I had to go out and buy new sweat socks. And he had bread. And he, he's like, here, Mom, here's socks. <laughs> now, yeah. and for anybody that joined us late, she's not talking about her son ma- making noise physically. He had already passed in the spirit world. So this is clearly right. how our loved ones put thoughts in our head and know what's up and yes. try to help us in this life. So, Caroline, yes. we have just a minute to go in the show with that, I'm gonna. I know you probably do this to your radio show guests on Awake to Oneness as well. What is the one thing you want to leave people with today? I just want to leave people with the idea of just going within, asking their their soul, their spirit team, their higher self, you know, quieting their mind and asking them for direction. You know, ask your soul team, your spirit team, for direction and listen to follow your heart instead of the head. <laughs> so that would be my, my last bit of advice, to follow, always follow your heart. Your heart will never, never steer you wrong. I love that. And it's by going within, just getting yes. quiet to do so, because thoughts will pop into our head all the time based on conditioning, based on patterns. But it's just that pause, isn't it, when we just take a moment, get centered in the heart, and ask deliberately that the insights come. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very All true. right. Well, we have just really enjoyed talking with you today, Caroline, and listening to you. I'm thanking you for everybody that's listening for the insights and the love that you shared with all of us. I, I know I'm going to be glowing for the rest of the day. It's been Caroline <laughs> Chang and talking about oneness. Thank you so much for the love you brought to us today. Thank you so much. Love you so much.
Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Liz Winter, and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.